people invite you to stand together as we share in the reading of God's Word. We're looking at Colossians chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. Let's read God's Word together. Slaves, obey your masters on earth in everything. Don't just obey like people pleasers when they are watching. Instead, obey with the single motivation of fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, do it from the heart for the Lord and not for people. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Now let's just go ahead and get the obvious out of the way. That word slave is discomforting for us. We don't like that word. And let's just go ahead and get this out on the floor. That This is not a passage about slavery. This is not a passage endorsing or condoning slavery. And the only reason the word's here is because that the Bible reflects the culture in which it was in. And and slavery was common practice throughout the world in the first century. So this is not a condoning of slavery. As a matter of fact, truth be told, over the course of history, the Bible has fortunately done more to be a deterrent for slavery and contribute more than anything else to its ultimate demise forever, for which we can be grateful. But, so what do we do with this passage? I want to suggest that we take from this passage, that we bring it into our context, that we bring it into our culture, and I think what's what's being said here is uh, some important information for us about the workplace. And, you know, maybe you can just take, take away the word slave and put in employees or workers or employers or whatever the case may be. The Bible here gives us some instruction on how we as people of faith should do our work. And that's going to be our focus this morning. Now, let me kind of remind you where we've gone the last couple of weeks. We're looking at the faith that we have as believers and we're asking one question. <coughs> What difference does faith make? And we've looked at how faith impacts every aspect of our life. We've talked about how it affects marriage and how it affects our parenting and how last week we took a look at how faith makes a difference for us in times of crisis. And this morning we're going to focus on the workplace. What difference does faith make, if any, in the workplace? Now, we live in an increasingly secular culture. And uh, many people today believe that faith is uh, a colossal waste of time at best and a delusional illness at worst. And there are people, and maybe some of you know them, who believe that things like God, faith, the Bible, church, uh, they have just, you know, done away, written off most of all of that as irrelevant. And to be perfectly honest, a lot of them think that you are weird for holding on to any of that. I saw a study the other day from the Pew Research that said today 42% of Americans say that people of faith are the problem with culture today. We're holding culture back. And 42% of people see us as irrelevant or extreme or both. But we're making a case for faith. We're making a case that faith is hugely important. It makes a tremendous difference in life. In fact, you cannot experience life most fully 
you cannot understand the complexities of life. You cannot experience it most completely until and unless you live it pursuing the one who created it, God, and you are seeking his will and his understanding, and you're seeking to devote your life to pursuit of knowing him better. And that's where life is most effectively experienced. And so faith is hugely important. What difference does it make in our work? Now, before some of you just dismiss this message because you're thinking, well, that doesn't apply to me, I'm, I'm retired, or I don't work, before you just check out, let me clarify. Everybody in this room works. Some of us are employed. Some of us are retired. Some of us volunteer. Some of us work at home caring for family. But all of us have things that we are responsible for. And so all of us work. Let's say that together. All of us work. All right, so what difference does faith make in your work, whatever that is, wherever it's done? That's the question for today. Now, the Bible gives us what I believe is a very important, simple instruction for us, for work. And it's this. And it's in our passage today. Whatever your task, and we could inject the word, if for task, we could inject the word job, career, whatever. Whatever your task, put yourselves into it as for the Lord. I want you to focus on those last four words. As for the Lord. That is an invitation from Scripture to take your faith into the workplace. It's an appeal for us to take our faith uh, and bring it to bear on what we do in our careers or our jobs. You see, your faith is that part of you that believes in God, that is in relationship with God, uh, that uh, trusts in God. And this is an invitation to say, let your faith be a factor, if not the factor, in your work. Whatever you do, do it as for the Lord. Now, when we do that, when we take our faith, and we take it with us, and we interject it in our workplace, in our career, in wherever we volunteer, or whatever the case may be, two things are going to happen. First, it is going to affect your attitude about your work. It's going to radically affect, in a positive way, your attitude about your work. Not everybody has a great attitude about their work now these, these days. You know, I, I, hear, I hear employers talk about the attitude of their workers, and it's not all that good. And matter of fact, I heard of one employer say that if you don't believe in the resurrection of the dead, you show up at my company about ten minutes before closing time. <laughs> you'll see the resurrection of the dead. When we take our faith to work, 
It affects our attitude. Here's how. You begin to realize that your work is not just where you go to get a paycheck. Your work is not just what you, where you go to fulfill your responsibilities. It is your placement of service for God. It is where God wants you to make your difference. You see, when you realize this, that faith, uh, that your job, that your work, is where God has you to serve Him, when you understand that, you realize you don't work for Belk or Dillard's. You work for the Lord at Belk's or Dillard's. You don't work for the school system. You work for the Lord in the school system. And, and when you set foot in the office or the classroom or the, uh, the warehouse or wherever it is, when you set foot at your place of work and you see that as God, where God has put you to serve Him, it changes your attitude. It elevates it. And makes it better. Real estate. How many real estate agents we got in here? You got any, got any real estate agents? We had some in the earlier service. You see, when you understand that this is your placement for God to serve God, you realize you don't sell houses. You are helping families establish a home where great memories are going to be made through the years. You teachers. You don't teach a class. You are exposing students to the intricacies of God's world and, and the wonder of, of God's nature and how it functions. Roofers, you're not merely nailing shingles to boards. You are providing shelter for the people of God who happen to live in that house. Homemakers, you're not merely cooking a meal. You are helping sustain a human life. You are feeding the hungry. One of the basic core things that God calls us to do. If you sell insurance, you're not merely selling policies. You're making a commitment. You're telling somebody you're going to be there for them in time of need to help them through. You health workers, you're not merely giving injections and taking vital signs in the hospital. You're serving Christ by caring for the sick. You CPAs, you're not just merely punching numbers. You are helping a young couple get out from underneath the bondage of financial debt. And with your counsel, you're giving them hope that they can hold on to. You see, when you do what you do as for the Lord, it gives you a different attitude towards your work. Now let me ask you, are you happy with your attitude at your work? Is it a healthy attitude? What about your attitude towards your boss, towards your co-workers? Is it a healthy attitude? Let me suggest to you, if not, then let me suggest that when you go into work this week, you just say to yourself, this is where God wants me to serve Him. I work for Him. See, if you're unhappy, you've got a bad attitude about your boss, you just fire him and, and change upper-level management because you say, I work for Jesus. Okay? He's my boss. 
what I do makes a difference because I am doing it as for the Lord. Now, here's the second thing that's going to happen. First of all, you take your faith with you into work. It's going to elevate your attitude about your job. Here's the second thing it's going to do. It's going to have a positive effect on the quality of the work that you do. You see, when you realize that you're working for the Lord, somehow that just raises the bar. And and it it gives you a greater sense of motivation to, to bring your very best. We've probably all seen on the evening news reports about DOT crews that are slacking off. We don't have anybody here working for the DOT, do we? All right, all right, good. You know, you'll see the, the, the Department of Transportation trucks, they pulled off the side of the road, and, and you know, the, the employees are kind of stretched out on the grass, and they're taking their two-hour lunch, and then they have to have their one-hour nap after that. Now, when the supervisor is there, Man, they're working like crazy. But just let the supervisor be away for a while. And some of them are prone to slack off. Listen, when you take faith into the workplace, you realize you work for the Lord. He's your supervisor. He is watching, overseeing your work. That usually brings out the very best. And your quality is going to go up. I heard the other day about some companies that have developed a system of evaluation for their employers. Three-letter codes that the bosses use on their employees' personnel files. See if you've ever heard of any of these. NMJ. Not my job. WCT, waste company time. You don't want this one on your file. PPP, promises, promises, promises. ACD, always complaining and disagreeing. Here's one you don't want on your file. CWS, clock watcher syndrome. (laughs) TTM, the troublemaker. Probably a whole lot of folks have this one on their file. SRM, supports rumor mill. Listen, when you do what you do as unto the Lord, there's only one code that ought to define your work, and it'd be A-D-B, always does their best. You see, the quality of work's going to go up when you know who you're working for. Martin Luther King was once speaking to a group of 7th graders in Philadelphia, and he wanted them to, to know that with hard work and determination, they could achieve whatever they wanted to achieve and, and uh, could do great things. And then he said to them, but if it falls on your lot to be a street sweeper, you sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. You sweep streets like Beethoven composed music. 
You sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the host of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, Here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. When you do what you do as for the Lord, you do your best. Are you doing your best at your work? If not, remember who you're working for. Remember who's supervising your work. I promise you, it'll raise the bar and make you want to always bring your best. What difference does faith make in our work? It gives us a whole new attitude about it. It enhances the quality of what we do. Let's pray together. Well, God, I just pray that each and every one of us, as we think about the tasks that are before us, Sometimes, God, it it would be very easy to become discouraged and defeated and to have an attitude that says, I'm just going to put half-hearted into this. I'm not going to do any more than I have to do. And I don't really like being here. I don't really like doing what what I'm asked to do. Lord, it helps us see that that is our place of service to you. And, oh, God, we just pray also that when we take our faith with us into the We'll be known as people who don't do just enough to get by. But we always give our very best. Because all that we do, we're doing as for the Lord. And it's in His name and in His Spirit that we pray. Amen.